Leith, you're from the people of Jannah, man. You should come sit forward. Come. As-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon. Come forward, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala give you barakah in your life. Inshallah, and give you honor in this world and the next. Inna alhamdulillahi na'hmaduhu, nasta'inuhu, nasta'ufiruhu, wa nu'minu bihi, wa natawakkalu alayhi, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina, wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdi allahu falamudillalah, wa man yudhil falahadiyalah. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah. ونشهد أن سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون أما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم أمة يدعون إلى الخير ويأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر وأولئك هم المفلحون وقال وقال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون فهذه آية كريمة من كتاب الله تبارك وتعالى في صفة المؤمنين أنهم يتوكلون على الله تبارك وتعالى والتوكل ليس بتواكل التوكل حسب سنة نبينا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الأخذ بالأسباب ومع ذلك التوكل والاعتماد على الله تبارك وتعالى مسبب الأسباب أننا إذا جعلنا توكل كلنا عليه سيكون العقبة كلها خيرا إن شاء الله فالله سبحانه وتعالى ذكر هذا التوكل في كتابه الكريم في عدة أماكن وسنذكر قليلا منها قال الله تعالى ولما رأى المؤمنون الأحزاب قالوا هذا ما وعدنا الله ورسوله وصدق الله ورسوله وما زادهم إلا إيمانا وتسليما وقال تعالى الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم وزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل فانقلبوا بنعمة من الله وفضل لن يمسسهم سوء واتبعوا رضوان الله والله فضل عظيم وبالنسبة إلى 
هذه العبارة حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نروي عن سيدنا عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنهما بإسناد متصل قال حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل قالها إبراهيم عليه السلام حين ألقي في النار وقالها محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حين قالوا إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل وهو مروي في صحيح البخاري وقال الله عز وجل في 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 سورة الفرقان وتوكل على الحي الذي لا يموت وقال تعالى وعلى الله فليتوكل فليتوكل المؤمنون وقال تعالى إذا فإذا عزمت فتوكل على الله وقال الله ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه والآيات والأحاديث كثيرة عديدة معلومة في الحث على التوكل وفي وصف فضله فنذكر هذه الآيات الكريمة وهذا الأثر الشريف لماذا؟ لأن الناس الآن قد أخذهم خوف غريب بالنسبة إلى كورونا مرض جديد ولكن هذا ليس بأول مرة أصيب بني آدم بمرض أصيب بني آدم بمرض وإنما هذه سلسلة الله سبحانه وتعالى خلقها وفي هذه البلايا للمؤمن في صبره خير فخذوا بالأسباب إن شاء الله اغسلوا أيديكم وما إلى آخر هذه الأمور يعني إن شاء الله استشيروا الأطباء فيها ولكن أنصحكم ألا يأخذكم خوف الله سبحانه وتعالى يسأل في كتابه الكريم أليس الله بكاف عبده ونقول بلى ويخوفونك بالذين من دونه فلا تخافوا من هذه الأمور خذ أسبابكم وتوكلوا على الله لا تخافوا من هذه الأمور التي هي لا شك من دون الله تبارك وتعالى ومن يذلل الله فما له من هذا All praises to Allah All praises to Allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in his book in a number of places, the virtues of trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is by definition not to let go of means. It is not to ignore the world of causes and effects which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set around us uh, in order to be the parameters of this test of us. But it is to understand that every cause and every effect, uh, its efficacy is only and only related to and tied to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even in the world of, world of causes and effects, everything has a proximal cause and has an effective cause, has an original cause. The original cause of everything is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is mentioned in the books of Aqidah, in particular in the books of Kalam, that Allah Ta'ala is Musaddibul Asbab. The heat of fire 
is because of the will of Allah Ta'ala and the cold of ice is because of the will of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. A person who's a physicist or a chemist can describe these things in great detail. But ultimately, why, why are they the way that they are? Why is it that if you drop an object, it's going to fall down and it's not going to fly up into the sky? It's only the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no rational necessity. Even by the rules of logic, there's no rational necessity that gravity has to pull something rather than push it away. These things are all by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the meaning of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. La adwa. There's a hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that there's no contagion in sickness. The point of it is not to say that the mechanism of, of, of contagion doesn't work. In fact, a Bedouin asked the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, you're saying that there's no contagion, but we see that when a, a camel has mange and it enters into a flock, that the other camels will catch the mange uh, when that happens. So what does that mean? One of the narrations is what is it the Messenger of Allah asked him, okay, that's fine. Then if that contagion is what causes the, from that one camel is what causes the rest of the flock to catch the uh, mange, then who gave the mange to the first camel in the first place? Now maybe there's some, mashallah, very intelligent and well-read and erudite uh, listeners that will say, well, it's a bacteria or it's a virus and it evolved from this to that to this to that to this to that. At some point or another, you will come back to a point where you cannot explain why things are there, why things exist. Even if you say the Big Bang caused the entire universe to happen, what caused the Big Bang? Nothing happens in this world, not from that primal cause, nor to any other efficient cause thereafter, except for through the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi was, teaching us. This is what he tried to teach us. Some people get the message, some people don't. So this coronavirus, because of which people are acting like fools. They are running and screaming. They are buying pallets of face masks. They are buying uh, gallons of hand sanitizer and Lysol to the point where you, know, you, can, you have like a limit. I went to Costco yesterday. You have a limit on how much bottled water you can by as if the coronavirus is going to cause the entire plumbing and, and water system to collapse in, in, in Cleveland. You have a, a, a limit on how much Lysol you can buy. As if you're going to disinfect your way into living forever. Are you going to spray Lysol and stuff until you attain immortality? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to spray Lysol on the angel of death? And he's going to say, oh, you got me, now you can live forever. What kind of messed up person would want to live in this dunya forever anyway? But even if somebody, that was their intention, what are you going to do? Are you going to spray your way into living forever? Are you going to act like a fool because of your fear? It's very interesting because irreligious people, they look at the Muslims and they look at people who believe in Allah Ta'ala and they mock them. They say, oh look, you know, you don't eat during Ramadan and so the productivity of your countries goes down and that's why we have more GDP than you do and you know, you spend all this time praying five times a day and that's why, you know, like religion makes you inefficient and like, you know, I don't pray five times a day so I'm a more efficient worker than you and blah, 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 X, Y, Z, you don't drink at parties and so you're not social and because of that we don't have coherence and cohesion in our group and all this other nonsense. And those things themselves don't really make a whole lot of sense. There's very worldly explanations to uh, 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 
to, to show why they're not true. However, more than that, more than that, sometimes Allah Ta'ala will send mankind uh, a, a, such a, a predicament, such a circumstance, in which it shows how completely like emperor's new clothes the sensibility of materialism is. So you have entire countries that are gripped with panic, nations that are gripped with panic. Why? Because of something which is a cousin of the common flu. Thousands of people will die every day because of lack of food. But no one's going to come together in order to feed them. People die because of basic diseases that can be prevented. No one's going to come together because of feeding them. 3,000 people were killed. They were murdered in, 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 in haram, in crime, on the day of 9-11 in the Twin Towers. They made a war on terror. 12,000 people die every year from that time until this time because of alcohol. Where's the war on beer? It's all irrational. There's no objectivity in all of the, any of these things. What ends up happening? There's like a slightly, like slightly more efficacious version of the flu that comes. All of a sudden, everybody's acting like a fool. And you know, we're human beings. Muslims, we're human beings. We're not like superstars. I said, La ilaha illallah, now my feet don't touch the ground when I walk. We're subject to all the same fears that other people are as well. And I myself am not telling you there's no efficacy in this virus. I can't promise you you're not going to catch it. I can't promise you you're not going to die from it. I can't promise you that. I could tell you something to make you feel better and you would feel better and you would go home and be happy. But the problem is that's not in my hands. But what I can tell you is a couple of things. One is this, statistically you're probably not the ones who are going to die from it. The second is this, is that the sunnah is what? That you should take the asbab. You should take the, the, the precautionary measures that have to do with the world of causes and effects. Don't sneeze into your hands and rub them all over the place. If you see someone sneezing and coughing, obviously as a fever, I'm telling you myself, the sunnah is to say salam. Malik rahimahullah ta'ala, he considered it, he didn't consider it sunnah that you have to shake hands with everybody. It's not that if you refuse to shake hands with somebody, you've like uh, irrigated their right in the deen or like insulted them or whatever. If you see somebody's obviously ill, you can just say salam and that's it. If they don't understand, that's, you know, they should educate themselves. That's not your fault. It's not really your problem. Take the asbab. Wash your hands with soap. I'm not a big fan of sanitizer. If you are, go ahead and like goop it all up all over your hands. All over whatever you know you want to, however the doctors say the best way of using it is. You can ask them. Don't ask me about it, ask them. I'm a theologian. I'll tell you about the Mu'tazila. You want to know about diseases? Go ask somebody, not just any doctor, ask somebody who is an immunologist or somebody who deals with infectious diseases and get all the information that you can. If you have a fever, if you have a cough, by all means don't come to Jumu'ah. Stay home, rest, get better. Someone might say, well, Shaykh, I want to get the reward of coming to Jumu'ah. Inshallah, inshallah, you'll get the reward of all the people that you'll prevent them getting sick. You'll get the reward of curing them and you'll get to stay home as well. I'll post the khutbah on SoundCloud. Don't worry about it. You can click the link through uh, ICC's Facebook page or whatever. Or you can listen. There's a whole YouTube filled with khutbah better than mine. You can, do, you can do any of those things. You'll benefit, inshallah. You'll, you'll be okay. After all of these measures that you take that are rational measures... Then leave the result on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there are people who will prepare for these things as well as they're able to and still they're going to get sick, still they're going to die. The doctor who raised the, first raised the alarm in China about this disease. 
The Communist Party officials tried to quell it, tried to shut him up in order to what? Not cause a scare for economic and political purposes. Miskin, he was just trying to help his home, his people. And, you know, human beings, this is their uh, disposition that they don't like people who tell the truth. So after punishing him, and he's the only one working without any help from the government, he himself was treating the uh, patients, he himself caught the virus and died. Sometimes you do what's right, these things happen. What is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The promise of Allah ta'ala, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلُّهُ خَيْرٍ How wondrous is the affair of the believer? Indeed, his uh, affair, all of it is good. When good affects him, he's thankful to Allah. He says, thanks. And it's good for him. That when he's affected by, afflicted by harm, by something he doesn't like, he's patient and it's good for him. And in particular, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, a hadith Qudsi, Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala brings it in his Kitab Siyam with regards to the description of the different types of sabr and patience that a believer goes through. Which is what? Allah ta'ala says, that if I, Allah Ta'ala says, Jalla wa'ala, the Lord of might and majesty, if I test my slave with a, a, a tribulation, and here in particular the word tribulation, it's very clear that it means sickness. With a tribulation. And then thereafter he's patient, and he doesn't complain about me to anyone who visits him. What does complain here mean? It doesn't mean, oh, this hurts, oh, I can't breathe, oh, I'm suffering, oh, I'm scared. That's not what it means. If you can go without saying those things, this is a very high maqam with Allah Ta'ala, but to mention these things is not a sin. What does it mean not to complain about Allah? It means that you don't say to people, why me? I don't deserve this. Allah knows what everybody deserves. If everyone gets what they deserve, they all go to the hellfire. Nobody enters into Jannah except for through the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, except for through the fadl of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is much as a point of aqidah that's agreed upon by all of the Muslims. So don't say, why me? The one who created you said, if you said la ilaha illallah in sincerity in your heart, then everything he gives you is good for you. So don't say, why me? Unless you want to throw yourself out of the circle of that mercy, throw yourself out of the circle of that grace. That's what it means not to complain to uh, those who visit. Just don't say, why me? Why did Allah Ta'ala make me sick? I don't deserve this. وَلَمْ يَشْكُنِ إِلَىٰ أَحَدِ عَوَادِهِ I will replace for him a flesh that's better than the flesh that he lost and a blood that's better than the blood that he lost. And if I should give him a cure from that sickness eventually, I will cure him in such a way that there's no sin left against him in his account. Imagine that all of your sins are forgiven because of a marginally more severe case of the flu. 
People die from the like, normal flu as well, by the way. And they actually die in greater numbers so far in this country than they do by corona. It counts for that too. That if I make him well again, I will make him well in such a way that what? That all of his sins will be wiped clean. And if I take him back, meaning if he dies, if I take his soul back from him, then I only take his soul back into, into my mercy. Now, I know nobody here wants to die. If you do, inshallah, the Ibn Sina clinic offers like mental health services. You can go and avail yourself of that. It's not normal for a person to want to die. It's nor is it piety. Nobody wants to die. And the companions didn't want to die. Radiallahu anhum. They wanted to give their life for the sake of Allah, but that's different than the morbid, like, uh, just kind of uh, uh, love of dying, kind of morbid and dark uh, love of dying for its own sake. Nobody likes to die. However, put that aside for a second. Just think inside of your mind, inside of your heart. But when the Lord Jalla says that if I take him back, I only take him back into my mercy, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Of course, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's something that has more tenderness and more kindness and more care in it than, than your mother the first time she touched you after you were born. It has more love in it than your first kiss that you gave to your husband or to your wife. It has more generosity in it than Bernie Sanders giving you free health care. It, it has more joy in it than all of the Disney and Netflix and entertainments you can think of at this dunya combined. It tastes better than a halal steak or halal cheesecake. All of these things that you know, all of them are just there in order so you can have an idea that there's something that's like this, but not like this in the sense that it's completely better than all of these things put together. The one who gave you those experiences that you measure against in the first place only gave them to you so that you can know what to look forward with him. This is the meaning of utubihi mutashabiha. Jannah, you'll go to Jannah, mutashabiha, something looks like something, but it's not really that thing. Right? You'll eat one of the fruits of Jannah. Obviously, this is not a fruit, it's a Kleenex box, right? You eat, take a bite of one of the fruits of Jannah, you'll be like, oh, look, this fruit, I used to eat it in the dunya. I used to eat, I used to eat like an apple in the dunya, I used to eat a banana in the dunya. You take a bite of it, but you'll, once you bite it, once you taste it, you'll say, this is not like the one that I used to have in the dunya. Every bite will be amazing and intense in its flavor, and then you'll take a second bite, and it will be amazing, and it will taste different than the first one will. If I take him back, he comes back into my rahmah, into my mercy. So don't act a fool. Cover your mouth when you cough, but you don't have to go and rush around to try to buy a pallet of face masks that you're not going to use. That the angel of death will come and take you away to the akhirah and you'll have like 10,000 face masks sitting in your basement. That you'll have 20 gallons of hand sanitizer when you go to Allah Ta'ala and you're going to be asked, what did you do with that? There are literally people, there are literally, I, my brother-in-law is a respiratory therapist, which is like the front line of people to deal with this, uh, this type of issue. What did he say? He said, we cannot find face masks for our own hospital. Why? Because people are busy uh, uh, hoarding them. This is foolishness. This is dishonor. This will be punished on the day of judgment. And it makes you, it makes you look stupid in front of other people. Have some honor, have some class, have some dignity in front of other people. No one here is going to live forever. There's no one, no one is telling you not to uh, uh, take those precautions that you need to in order to protect yourself. If this thing comes to us, inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with it just as well, if not better than other people will. 
you look, there's a map, they did a survey of, and I, I know this is true anecdotally from my own experience growing up, they did a survey of countries in Europe in which uh, people wash their hands, what the frequency of people washing their hands are. Netherlands is somewhere like 50%, uh, 50 something percent, England is like 60 something percent. You know the only two countries that were above 90%? Bosnia and Turkey. Can a person think of why that is? It's not because they're the most wealthy or powerful of nations, or even the most educated by Western convention. So now it's a blessing of the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do all of those things, but don't act a fool. If you want to fear, fear Allah. Why should you fear Allah? وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى the one who fears his Lord, the one who fears maqam, meaning literally the day he's going to stand in front of his Lord and give account. That person, Allah will give him two gardens as a, as a reward for it. The one, who, the one who fears the day he's going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That one, inna al-jannata hiya al-ma'wa. Their final and, final and eternal abode will be what? Jannah. That's the reward. That's the fear in which there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. That's the fear in which there's peace and safety and security. Being afraid of like a, a virus that, you know, that's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to do what it's going to do, whether or not you, know, you go through some sort of panic attack or you, know, you act a fool or you buy a pallet of face masks or you don't. You know, this is, this is a, itself a type of punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala himself, he says in his book, he says what? Don't be like those who forgot Allah ta'ala. They're busy worrying about the, about the proximal causes and they forget about the effective cause. They're busy worrying about this, like details of like what's happening right here and right now and they forget about where it's coming from and where it's all going to return. He caused them to forget themselves. He caused them to forget themselves that they end up acting a fool. They end up destroying their uh, own lives by their own hands because of their own fears. You weren't meant to fear anybody else. You weren't meant to worry about anyone else. It's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. The one about whom the Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, خُذُوا شَطَرَ دِينِكُمْ مِنْ إِبْنِ أُمِي عَبْدِ Take half of your deen from this Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. He said, سَمِعْتُ نَبِيَّكُمْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ This is by the way, this is a very emphatic expression. Very few hadith are narrated like this. سَمِعْتُ نَبِيَّكُمْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ مَنْ جَعَلَ الْهُمُومَ هَمَّا وَاحِدًا هَمَّا آخِرَتِهِ كَفَاهُ اللَّهُ بِهِ هُمُومَ دُنْيَاهُ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ He said what? He said the one who makes all of his worries and all of his fears into one worry and one fear. Into one worry, one fear. The worry and the fear with regards to his akhirah. Allah Ta'ala will take care of all of his worries and all of his concerns in this dunya. أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عَبْدَهُ Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Zumar, Is Allah Ta'ala not enough for his slave? Is Allah Ta'ala not enough for his slave? And the slave here, if you read the tafsir, the first meaning of, 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 of his slave is who? The Prophet ﷺ. Wasn't Allah enough for him? His own people turned on him. All of the Arabs turned on him to the point where they said, All of the people have, have gathered together to destroy you, so be afraid of them. 
And he said, well, hasbunallah ni'mal wakil. Allah Ta'ala is enough for me and he's the best disposer of my affairs. Ni'mal wakil, yani tawakkul. He's the best one that you trust in. Alaysallahu bikafin abdahu. The recitation of Kisa'i and the recitation of Hamza and Abu Ja'far from the Ashara is Alaysallahu bikafin ibadahu. And the tafsir of that is what the ibadahu is, who is the Prophet wasalam. Was Allah Ta'ala not sufficient for his Prophet wasalam? When Sayyidina Musa salam is pinned against the sea and the hosts of Pharaoh are barreling down on him, and the weak of heart from his people said to him, Indala mudrakun, that's it, the jig is up, it's over. They got us now. What did he say? No, indeed, my Lord is with me. He'll guide me. He'll show me a way out of this. He didn't say he's going to split the uh, ocean open, he's going to split the sea open and we're going to go through. Why? He didn't know that. But what did he know? What did he know? He knows that Allah Ta'ala will take care of me. Split the sea, fly in the air, go underground, Pharaoh trips, breaks his nose, whatever it is, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen. Isn't Allah Ta'ala enough for you? And then the people will start to make you afraid of everything that's less than Allah. Tell me something, the virus is in the world of causes and effects, the virus is a cause. It's the proximal cause, it's the cause that touches you, that you, you can reach out and touch. Don't touch it, because then you'll get sick. But you understand what I'm saying. Who's the ultimate cause? Who's the effective cause? Allah Ta'ala. All of the other causes and effects all cascade down below Him. He's the, he's the top of this chain. Everything begins and returns to Him, Jalla wa'ala. وَيُخَوِّفُونَكَ بِالَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ They try to make you afraid of all of the stuff that's underneath. Just as it's silly to be afraid of Lat and Azza, the companions عنهم, with their own Mubarak hands smashed them into pieces and burned their temples down. Imagine how amazing that must have been to see. Imagine what an honor that was. Just like they weren't afraid of those stone and wooden idols and statues and temples. Just like that. Don't worry about any of these other things. Worry about Allah Ta'ala, He will take care of you. Allah Ta'ala, He will take care of you. Whatever happens to us in this world or doesn't happen to us in this world between political parties and uh, weird laws and candidates and diseases and economies and stock markets and all of these other things. The Rasul said the person who their heart is constantly vacillating back and forth between the different concerns of this world. Allah Ta'ala, it's not his, you know, it doesn't bother him which valley you die in. Be amongst those who fear in Allah Ta'ala, fear Allah Ta'ala and place their trust in Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us this tawfiq because indeed whoever trusts in Allah Ta'ala, He's sufficient for him. Wa sallallahu ta'ala wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum sa'ilin muslimina fa astaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafoor rahim